Let's head out to the Ramos Law Hotline car accident. You need Ramos Law, medical doctor and attorney, RamosLaw.com, as we talk to the head coach of the Avs, Jared Bednar. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, yeah. How about you guys? Doing, Doing good. great. Um, and we'll get to the hockey in a minute, but I need a question. You know us all pretty well. I mean, we've talked for the last couple of years on the show every week. Um, yeah. We have this new thing. It's called a bad radio jar. So if we all agree that somebody has really bad radio, we have to donate either a dollar or $2 if it's super egregious. So we have two and a half months before the end of the year. How full do you think this thing can get? <laughs> What's the over-under? Uh I say uh, everyone will be pretty tight-lipped at the start of it, um, and then it'll probably open up, I'd say, a couple of weeks in, and, the, and that jar will fill up quickly. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, um, too. Hey, Coach, 3-0 and to start the year, a very good start. I mean, it, it gets everybody pumped. Obviously, your guys believe in themselves. You almost got goalied on Saturday. You followed up with a terrific performance uh, at Seattle on Tuesday. Talk about this this start and what you've seen out of your guys. Yeah, I would say decent start so far. You know, like I think uh, I, amongst everybody else, we have high expectations, you know. So we're not just evaluating our team on, on wins and losses alone. Um, but the way we play, I thought that we've been decent. We've been good at times, not so good at others, still kind of feeling out, you know, exactly how we have to play um, with, you know, from an identity standpoint in order to win hockey games. And, uh, yeah, to be able to go out on the road, though, and kind of got better as the games went on um, period by period, uh, to be able to carve out three wins, I think is impressive. So that's a positive sign, and we'll learn some lessons from all three of those games and try to better our performance here tonight. But I'd say good start. We're playing with um, some intensity, some physicality. Uh, we haven't moved the puck, you know, to the efficiency and what I'd like to be able to move the puck here. And I think, um, you know, tightening up some of the details in our game will help us do that. Coach, Georgie is locked in, man. It's not the volume of saves. It's the kind of saves in the most critical juncture of the game. And, I, and I'm watching him play. He's as good as he's, he's been since he joined the team. Is he doing anything different? Is he more vocal out there? What did he do this offseason to come into this season looking so good? I think it's – well, he's, he trains hard and works hard. Like, and, you know, that's the number one. But I think he did last year coming in too, really excited for the opportunity, had to play a lot. I think he's more ready for it this year. I think it's a confidence thing. Um, and you're right with that. Like, you know, I didn't like the volume that, that we gave up in Seattle in the first half of the game, but um, he holds us in it for the first period. They finally get one, and then we just kind of start scratching and clawing our way back in the game and, and had a really strong finish to that game and, and kind of took over a little bit in the third and, and, and really locked it down on the defensive side of it. Um, San Jose, you know, we were controlling the play, the the shot volume, all that, but it did seem for a while like every shot we gave up was a quality scoring chance, and, and they only had 21 shots, but I had them at 14 scoring chances, so, um, and that's some of the things I was talking about tightening up, but when we needed to save from them, 
to keep the game within one or keep it even, um, we got it. And that allowed our, our players to find their legs and start getting a little bit more dangerous, better execution, and, and we found a way to pull those games out. So your goalie certainly has to be part of it. Um, but I thought the Seattle game, um, we weighed uh, too heavily on uh, and relied too heavily on our goaltending and, and especially for the first half of the game, but he he was just awesome and, and gave us a chance to win and eventually scored some goals. You guys are one of seven teams in the NHL right now with a perfect penalty kill percentage uh, at 100, and it's not from you know lack of being in the box. There have been a whole bunch of opportunities where you guys have taken penalties, had guys off the ice, um, but this is a great start for that unit. What do you think is making them so good right now? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, great, great start, no question. That's another big part of the reason why we won these games, you know. Our power play has looked amazing in practice and then hasn't been as good through the start of these first three games. But penalty kill, um, part of it is the group that we have going there, right? Six defensemen that have played for us before, we're rolling them over, using all of them on the penalty kill, you got Cogliano and O'Connor leading it up front who take a, you know, the just, just great passion for that part of the game and the job that they have to do there. It's part of their identity and um, really taking ownership with it, lots of communication with the new guys. Um, and, you know, having said that, we're also giving some opportunity to a lot of the new guys that did and didn't kill in their previous teams, and then they're doing a nice job. So it's just you know, details getting dialed in, the work ethic and competitiveness of it. And then, like Vic's already touched on, it's also, you know, your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer. And right now he's locked in and playing great. So it's tough to score on him. Coach, before the season, you get all your lines laid out, you get all your D pairs. You're like, okay, this is it, baby. This is what we're going with. And then you get into some tough games and things have to change. I mean, I, I need more size on this line. I need this guy paired with this guy and so on. And we saw that the other night in Seattle with Val moving up with, uh, with the big guns. So I guess how much more experimentation do you want to do? Do you not want to do it? Is it a game-by-game thing right now as you, as you get into this season? How does that work? Well, Let's talk top line. Like, I already know two guys that can go in there and help that line be amazing, right? And that's Nachushkin and Lekkinen. I can put those guys on that line tomorrow, and I know it's going to be a good fit. The longer they play together, the better they're going to be. But my job is also to make sure that the other lines are all balanced and contributing and creating and being able to – uh, suppress chances and shots and and so and I also want to give opportunity to some of the new players that we have coming in here and, and get and, and see what they can do you know you never know until you try it um, I felt that game was a big game for us I wanted to move Val there it's a tough matchup um, so I moved um, Joanne down um, having said that, this is a run-and-gun team tonight that we're playing wide-open style in Chicago. They're dangerous off the rush. Um, they're giving up lots of rush chances and zone time on the defensive side of it. And I'm going to go back to Drouin on that line. So it's there'll be some experimentation. You know, like I can lock in a couple guys there and know it's really good, but the opportunity – 
for some of our other offensive guys, Tatar, Duan. I think it's important to to give them some opportunities and see what they can do with with some of our stars as well and see if we can find a little bit more balanced lineup um, throughout, especially our top uh, nine guys because, you know, our fourth line's pretty locked in and, and doing what they do. Coach, let's be honest. You you could put Brett Kane on that top line. Mm. It would be one of the best lines in, in no, but I can give you 30 points in a year, Coach. Now, hold on a second. This is where the neophytes come in, Coach. I mean, this is where these guys just don't know the game. And I'm sorry you guys don't know the game, but it's not easy to play with a McKinnon and a Rantanen. Yeah, you can park yourself in front of the net, right, Coach? And maybe you'll get 20, shot, 20 goals off your butt. But actually playing the game with those guys ain't an easy task because they are superstars. Yeah, no, that's true. Obviously, they complement one another really well, Mac and Miko, and playing with them always isn't the easiest. And I go back to, like, the style of player that really works with those guys. I I think being a hard forechecking guy that can come up with pucks on the forecheck is important. Not that those two can't, but they like to play with the puck a lot. They often are maneuvering through the neutral zone with the puck, so you got to be get ready. You got to be ready to go and hunt it down if they put it in. The second part of it is in the offensive zone. They play with it a lot, and you see them three high and four high in the zone and controlling it in the corner. So one thing that's missing is the net presence. So having a guy that wants to, that likes to, that's good at going to the net and causing chaos there and drawing attention to himself while. Um, those two well, two guys, along with their talented decor, moving around in the offensive zone is important. So, you know, that's why Landis Gog is so good there. And that's why I think that, you know, Val is really good there. Lekkinen's really good there. That's what those guys do. They, they work um, in pursuit of the puck all the time. They're relentless in that. And, you you know, when you look at scoring chances that we get, there's Lucky and Val banging away at the net front a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's that type of player. Now, you get a different dynamic when you move a player like Juwan in there. There's, there's more of a three-man cycle in the offensive zone, the ability to make plays off the rush that sends those guys in. And, and he's shown that through training camp, through exhibition. So it's a little bit of a different mix, but it can also be highly effective and, it keeps those other guys engaged. Like when, if I was saying to you, Moe's most tonight, you're playing with Mac and Miko, you're going to be excited. You know, that's just a fact. You're, you're, you're bringing your best that night because you're playing with two of the world's best and you're going to be excited about it. So keeping uh, some other guys engaged with that here early on and, and seeing how it works is, is, you know, knowledge gained for me and for the rest of our team. And we see what works and eventually we'll settle in as, as much as we can and, and get a guy on that line and, and, the, and, and other guys on other lines that balance it out. Sounds like you're describing yeah, like, me. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it, you know it, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of saying, "Hey, tonight you're going to be uh, on a radio show with Kane and Mosier." You're not excited. Whoa, you're whoa, responding. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. You know what, Vic? A dollar for disrespect. Um, <laughs> hey, Coach. So you guys got a chance to play the kid tonight, Bedard. You got Chicago. Give us a little preview on the team and, and the opponent, but also what you thought of the kid so far. He's been really good. Yeah. Uh, scoring chance creation, um, he's off the charts. He's up there with the league leaders. I mean, this guy's a super talent, uh, you know. And and they've got they've got a group of young kids there that are coming into their own. That 
Uh, they've been they've been dangerous on the offensive side of it. They're two and two to start the year on a tough road trip, and this is the final game of it. Um, we're coming home after a tough road trip, uh, it, but it, the Chicago right now, like through four games, is a, it's a wide open style. They're they're trading chances. Um, so we got to, you know, what we got to do is we got to lock it down with our checking. We got to be really disciplined with the puck to make sure that we spend as much time as we can in the offensive zone and not getting into this run and gun style that leads it to chance. You know, I think we're perfectly capable of checking much better than we did in the first three games. Um, and and usually when we check the right way and put the, uh, a high importance on it, then we start creating more chances. Like we want to be good on both sides of the puck. And I'd say we've been average defensively so far and, and, and average offensively, and the better we check, the more chances we're going to get. Have you guys had conversations, by the way, you know, two years ago when you were making the cup run, 32 wins at home, last year it was 22. Have you guys had conversations about protecting Ball Arena a little bit better this year? Well, we've been on the road, so not to this point, but that'll be a discussion today. There's no question we want to establish this as a difficult place to play. It, it it begins with our starts, you know, ready that, that year that we won when the puck hit the ice from the start of the game, we were buzzing, you know, first five minutes putting teams under duress and on our toes. And it, and it was, it was a lot, you know, for teams to come in here and try and just survive the first 10 minutes of the game. And we established that as a group uh, last year, not so much, you know, I didn't think, I thought we finished strong at home, but the start of the season, was a little ho-hum for me, um, just playing and, and seeing how it goes. And in second half, we started to establish that as being more difficult. The teams had to be ready to go from the drop of the puck. And I think it's really important, you know, like come, young team coming in here tonight, it's a perfect opportunity to, to get after them right away and, and put them under duress and, and then try and carry that over period by period. Coach, last thing for me, um, I know that the, that the kid for Chicago has been overwhelmed a little bit too. I mean, you go to Montreal, Toronto, you're gonna you're gonna face a wrath of, of media and so on. But just in terms of hockey itself, how first of all, how was your release when you were a player on the back end? And how does a kid at the age of 18 have a release like that? I mean, these kids nowadays that come into the league, and they they've got you know, I mean, it's one of the best releases in the league just to just just to start out his career. I mean, uh how are these kids doing it nowadays so so effectively? Yeah, you know what? It's the it's the skills coaching and the work and for this for this uh for Bedard in particular, it just it, it seems like it's his work ethic. I mean, he's it, they're constantly working on things throughout, you know, season through the off season starting at a younger age, uh working with uh skills coaches, etc. Uh, guys that can help them and and um, they have more tools um, at their readiness and and they're using them and and they're getting dialed in and I mean they, they, players like this guy don't come around every day that's for sure but you you can see the young talent in the league and, and the way they come in and how ready they are and the way they've been training and things they've been doing especially to, to develop their skills at a younger age impressive you know and and uh this kid's gonna be special there's no question he has all the offensive tools um and he's playing a lot and he's playing with good players so they, they they've been dangerous 
Coach, for this radio show, I thought that answer, you were way too complimentary to the opposition. That's $2 to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> our first well, we, got some, we got some good players of our own that I'm sure can uh, counter that. There okay. you go. Yeah, that's better. That's head coach, the Jared Bednar, joins us every week. Good luck tonight, coach. We'll talk to you next See week. See you tonight.